welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So it's week 25 in the big baby house and we're back with another fact-packed episode. Too true, Claire. We'll be putting your mind at rest if you happen to be scared about labour and getting excited about hitting the virtual shops. But that's all after we've heard what's happening inside you this week. What's happening for baby? Your baby now weighs nearly 660 grams, about the same as a Swede, and measures over 34.6 centimetres from crown to heel. And it's chubbing up time as he begins to swap his long, lean look for a chubbier appearance. As he does, his wrinkled skin will begin to smooth out and he'll start to look more like a newborn, won't he? Yeah, it's funny to think some babies, even at this stage, must be substantially larger than others. Along with putting down fat, the hair on your baby's scalp continues to grow. If you could see it, you'd be able to tell that the hair has colour and texture. Yeah, but this early baby hair is often shed after birth and replaced by new hair. Your baby's senses are continuing to become more sophisticated. Although his eyelids are still shut, his eyes now contain cells called rods and cones, which allow him to sense light. It still blows my mind that your baby's sensing so much inside you. Did you know this, Claire? Apparently, if you shine a light on your bump, you may feel your baby turn his head in response. Oh, I'm a bit mad, eh? I never did it, but I kind of wish I had now. Oh, I want to try it now. Yeah, um, I think this is because his eyes are now developed enough to sense light, isn't it? As your baby's reflexes and his hearing improves, he may react to a sudden loud noise by jumping or kicking his legs. You'll no doubt feel his reaction. Wow. It's a special time in pregnancy, isn't it? As you and your baby begin to feel and respond to each other. It is. What's happening for you? So mums, you may be wondering what's causing your eyes to feel dry and gritty. This is a common pregnancy symptom, often referred to as dry eye syndrome. (laughs) That original name. (laughs) That makes sense then. (laughs) Yeah. Changes in your hormones during pregnancy means that your body can't produce enough tears to keep your eyes moist. Any pointers for this one, Lucy? Well, apparently massaging your eyelids, which might be a bit weird, but that can help. So can taking screen breaks and using a humidifier. They can all help tackle the symptoms. But if your dry eyes are causing you discomfort, you should see your GP or your optometrist. It's especially important to get your eyes checked if you have severe redness or pain, sensitivity to light or changes in your vision. Yep, and your GP or optometrist will check that there's no scarring or infection and recommend eye drops that are suitable for you to use in pregnancy. Perfect. Too much to ask. So this week we're asking, I'm petrified of labour. Can I have a C-section instead? I know loads of people that felt like this and I think a fear of pregnancy and childbirth are normal. Every pregnant woman, even the most confident, has some degree of concern about what it's going to feel like and how she's going to manage and what might happen. That is totally normal. It's a fear of the unknown, isn't it? Plus, 
You'll be hearing horror stories left, right and centre and you've probably watched like 100 episodes of One Born Every Minute. Yeah, and they don't put the boring stories in those programmes because viewing figures would slump, wouldn't they? Definitely. But for a minority of women, the worry is a lot stronger and could even become a phobia. Yes, a condition, sometimes known as tocophobia, means fear of childbirth, which can really affect your pregnancy and might even affect your birth choices. And some women feel really strongly that they they just want to have a C-section. Yeah. So if you're feeling really scared, I mean, what do you do? Well, I tend to meet my fears with a whole bunch of research. I figure you can put your efforts into looking into alternative approaches to managing pain. Yeah. You may meet some people on that journey and learn techniques that will help you to put your mind at rest. So I know you're a big fan of hypnobirthing, aren't you, Lucy? Yeah, I love getting on my yoga hypnobirthing soapbox, or should I say birthing ball at this point? I think what it helped me, though, was it helped me to learn lots of breathing techniques ahead of giving birth. It teaches you to relax and also just be prepared for the pain if you are worried. So if you're worried about labour, I'd definitely do some research into yoga or hypnobirthing. And, you know, they can both help. And the other element of this research is to find out a bit more about C-sections, if that's something you're focused on, and see what the risks and benefits of both natural and assisted births are. Here's our baby centre midwife, Emma, with a bit more info. So lots of women are very worried about labour and having the baby. However, there are lots and lots of things that you can do to help yourself. If you talk to your community midwife, she'll be able to suggest other courses that you can do, such as hypnobirthing, the antenatal courses. She may well be able to provide some support for you to talk to other mums. Having a vaginal birth is generally better for you and your baby. However, that's not always possible. The benefits of giving birth naturally are that you'll have a shorter recovery time and you'll be in hospital for less time and also very rarely babies born by cesarean section can end up having to be admitted to the neonatal intensive care unit to have their breathing monitored. However, if after having explored all the possibilities you really feel that you'd still like to have a cesarean section then by all means mention it to your midwife and she can refer you to a consultant at the hospital who can further discuss your choices with you. What do you expect this week? So is it time to talk about shopping? Lucy, you love a shopping spree and I love a shopping spree but this is about the essentials today isn't it? Oh, yeah, we don't want to go too crazy at this stage. But if you want to spread the load on your bank balance, then it might be worth starting to think about the stuff you definitely need. Because with so many baby products on the market, it can be really hard to know what you really need and what is just a nice extra. Here's a rundown of the essentials to help you with your shopping list. Shall we kick off with the baby clothes? Because they're super exciting at this stage, aren't they? Yeah. And before you keynote amongst you, grab your phone or your pen and take notes. Don't worry. The link is all in the show notes. So let's kick off with some all-in-ones. Yes, at least eight baby grows will be very handy. Small babies tend to live in these during the first few months and really don't need to wear anything else, apart from a vest underneath in winter and a cardigan over the top if it's cold. At least six vests or bodysuits with envelope necks and poppers underneath. These can be worn under baby grows or on their own if it's hot. Short and long sleeve versions are available for different times of year. Someone who's just had their last child will hand over hundreds of these things. So remember, you don't necessarily have to buy everything new. Very true. And did you know, Claire, that baby vests have envelope necks so you can pull them down over their body instead of up over their face? Which is very useful if they've had a huge punami. Oh, no, that's <laughs> mind blowing. I honestly didn't know. Anyway, on with the list. One or two cardigans to provide an extra layer of clothing, but don't go mad as someone will probably give you one as a present. If it's winter, your baby will need a coat or all-in-one suit, plus a soft, cosy hat will be essential. 
If your baby was premature or the weather in summer is cool, a cotton jersey pull-on hat is also useful. If you choose all-in-one suits that cover your baby's feet, you won't need socks, which, to be honest, are really fiddly on newborn babies and they're always falling off or getting lost, aren't they? Yeah. Literally somewhere there must be a pile of baby socks the height of the shard. They are even worse than adult socks are getting lost. I yeah, think. you just end up spending the whole time just pulling them back over their little feet. Oh. Moving on to nappies, obviously another big decision here, disposable or reusable? Starting with disposables, newborn babies will need their nappies changed 10 to 12 times a day. So it's best to buy enough to keep you going for at least the first few days. You'll also need nappy sacks and cotton wool or wet wipes. I wouldn't buy too many nappies though, as you won't know the exact size of your baby. And if you have a hefty one like I did, (laughs) then you'll be on to the next size pretty quickly. And nappy cream, that stuff is magic. I used it liberally on the baby, obviously. (laughs) If you're planning to use reusable nappies, you'll need at least 15 nappies suitable for your newborn baby. You'll also need a nappy bucket and nappy liners. Depending on the type of nappy you choose, you may also need separate wraps, clips or the absorbent inserts. Check the recommendations on the pack. It's also probably a good idea to have at least one packet of disposable nappies, isn't it? Because if you get behind with the washing during the early weeks, not saying you're going to be knackered or anything. Yes, yeah, that is a good tip. And if you are keen to do reusable, there's a great cloth nappy group in the baby centre community. If you're breastfeeding, you'll need nursing bras, such delight. Um, Mm. But they are essential for easy access. And whether you're breastfeeding or not, your boobs will probably leak a bit of milk in the early days. A bit? (laughs) Yeah. A lot. Uh, So it's worth investing in some breast pads too. Bottles, teats, bottle brushes and a steriliser or some other sterilising method are vital if you're bottle feeding, obviously. Cotton bibs can also be useful to catch the dribbles. Now, Lucy, on to bedding. Some decisions to make in all of this, I suppose. Like, will you have your baby in a Moses basket to start with? One of those bed extenders or a crib or a cot? So many decisions. Obviously, you need a mattress that fits the Moses basket or cot. If your baby's going straight into a cot, you'll need sheets and cellular blankets. Oh, yeah. Those are those ones with the holes in, aren't they? So that the baby can breathe if they get them over their head. Yeah, that's right. So it's best to have the cellular blankets for safety. Or a fitted bottom sheet and a baby sleeping bag. If your baby's going to have a Moses basket or crib, you'll need three or four sheets and several pram-sized blankets. Bathing is up next. Yeah, so a baby bath can be useful, but they do take up a lot of room if space is limited. A newborn bath support is another option. It will hold your baby safely in the main bath and is much cheaper. I use one of those, yeah. Yeah, it's also less plastic because sometimes having a baby can mean buying a lot of disposable stuff, can't it? And baby towels are useful but not essential. But they do look really cute with a little hood over their heads. Oh, they do. Babies are just as cosy, wrapped in a small bath towel though. You can choose to use a mild liquid baby cleanser or bath emollient to protect your baby's delicate skin. Okay, let's talk about buggies. For the first stage, you're going to need a pram, pushchair or a buggy that lies flat. So it's suitable for newborn babies. You'll also need a rain cover and in summer months, a sunshade. A rear-facing car seat if your baby will be travelling by car. Generally, you're going to need one of these even just to get home from the hospital. Sun blinds for the car are also useful in the summer. Let's talk about changing bags. Now, here is an area of research, Claire. Yeah, do you go backpack or over the shoulder? Do you go for something you like or something your partner likes? Or maybe you like the same thing? Oh, my favourite, changing bags. I loved researching this. It's a bit like handbag shopping, isn't it? Oh, I love this as well. It's so much fun to find a changing bag. And of course, it can be any bag. It doesn't have to be a changing bag. You can get really nice travel changing mats that go nicely with any of your normal bags. The choices are infinite. 
but you will need something to hold all the bits and pieces you're going to need to take around with you whenever you leave the house now, won't you? Yes, and it's a lot of stuff. And choose a bag with space for wet wipes, lots of nappies, a change of clothes and your baby's bottle if you're bottle feeding. If you're very organised, you may prefer a bag with lots of compartments. Otherwise, choose a simplest style as you can end up wasting a lot of time looking for that one vital but buried item. Yes, in that special pocket that you thought you'd never forget it was in Um, muslin squares have a multitude of uses don't leave home without them as well as protecting your clothes from baby sick and mopping up dribbles they provide a soft surface to rest your baby's head on don't they oh yeah I remember my mum used to always look at me when the baby had puked on someone um, or some (laughs) other messy event had happened I could just tell she was like willing me to have remembered the muslins (laughs) they're handy for everything still on muslins I'd advise giving them a wash in some non-bio before you have the baby as they'll soften up a lot won't they after you've washed them but don't use them as a sun shade over a buggy in summer because it's dangerous and can make your buggy like a boiling hot tent that's a really good tip right i think that's it on the essentials list but we will be dealing with the hospital bag at 32 weeks also do check out our parents picks section to see what products baby center parents really rate so that's all for this episode please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns we hope you stay well stay healthy and we'll see you next time for 26 weeks bye 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 Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.